Stereo's Trigger family of capos offers a buzz-free, in-tune performance for players of all kinds. They allow precise micrometer tension adjustment, ensuring the perfect clamping pressure, dialed into your exact playing preference, so you can set it and forget it. I'm John Bolger with Premier Guitar. We're at Soundcheck in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm with Chris Caraba of Dashboard Confessional. Good to see you, hey, my friend. Man, thanks so much for uh, letting us crash your uh, rehearsal. Oh, so happy to be here, man. So you guys are going out on your touring all summer, and this is like the tune-up mm -hmm. before you hit. Yeah, right? we are. Uh, we should probably practice at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, we're going to talk about gear, of course. Yeah. Let's start with this very cool guitar. Well, this is a this is a beautiful guitar that Martin, um, who I'm endorsed by and am in love with, uh, made for me, and it's a very unique guitar. Um, they took, and I'll show you. I have one of the two guitars that they used to rep that they replicated to make this guitar. Um, so they like have a, uh, with like me. I have. So this is a double lot, okay. and the body's a double lot, and it's measured off of my 1960 018 0018 e cool which is the e denotes the dearman pickup like kurt cobain used in the unplugged but it's right. just a single one um and uh then they they measured the so they measured that body they didn't keep records as i said uh in those days of, of measurements so they they measured everything against these two guitars that i have to try to make one really fabulous one that right. i would, that i would love so so the body is measured off the 68018E, and the neck is measured uh, and feels exactly like my 970018, which I've played just when I showed you. It's, I've played it until it's you know just bare and beaten. Um, they uh, they did a beautiful job with a traditional their traditional herringbone here, right? Yeah. And they did a uh, they they matched. I thought this was their idea. I wanted the tortoiseshell pickguard. They matched the headstock to it. They're advised doing that, which I, oh. I've only seen a, a f maybe in some 30s guitars, you know, maybe oh. 40s guitars. I'm sure they do it, but I think it's just a beautiful, beautifully done little extra. And the, you, you won't be able to see it very well, but the tortoiseshell continues on both the bindings on the side. And then here's one special thing I was looking for, because this one, um, I play them. I always play, have one guitar open, one guitar, open tuning, one guitar, uh, standard tuning. This, today, a switch, which is which, on a daily basis, uh, just to mess around, but today this happens to be, right now, an open D, sounds like open D. Um, it's got a lot of projection, a lot of low end, and I wanted a little more low end, so I, I had them do a three panel back. Which right. they I've don't. I've seen that in like a three, two, is it a 35? The yeah, they, they only do on D models, or, yeah. or, or, or I think they. 
I th I'm pretty sure they only do it in D models. Yeah. So I had to, they had to like get permission from Chris Martin, not that Chris Martin, the other Chris Martin, um, in order to do it. Um, and I just think it's so beautiful, and it really makes a huge difference in the in the tonality of the guitar. The, this is a brand new guitar, and it sounds like it's 20 years old. And I right. think this is why. So. Uh, as you were saying, the D35 previous, uh, well, in their production models, is the one with the th three-panel back. And, uh, you know, the, I, they got the sign-off from, from Chris Martin, the head of the company, to, to make this. And um, I think it's just, I wish, you, you know, it's too bad it's on the back. It looks so beautiful, but it really does, yeah. the purpose of it is amazing. And then the other thing they did is they have, a, they have one guitar in their production model that I really like the finish of called a... A 37, I believe it's the 37 antique. That's the finish, right? And I asked them to do that with um, more of a matte, uh, sure. less sheen going on here, because I, I like a, a flatter look. And as this will age, the sunburst will come out even more. And um, and then inside of it, I've got uh, a Fishman uh, Infinity, uh, great pickup. I I don't. Uh, you can choose a tone to have the tone and the volume knob. I don't like to. I don't care to have those. Although I, I see why people would like them. Sure, but you for, just set it and forget I, it. That's that's my yeah. my 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 feeling on it. I I have a pr a little preamp that I would prefer to use on that because it's less rife for error with the way I flail and all sure. that stuff. And then um, the other piece that I I use in all my guitars is these Page capos, which um, you know sit very very nice and securely. Uh, with just a couple of twists and pretty much stay in tune everywhere. Yeah. I like that it lives in the guitar and it look, you know, it's low profile and um, I'm a thumb pick guy. Uh, I keep yeah, so them up have you here. Always been, have you always been a thumb guy? I've or? not always been a thumb guy, but I at some point really started focusing on Travis picking. And um, that's such an I amazing had, art form. I love it. I'm yeah. obsessed with it, and I but I do do a lot of flat picking too, uh, bluegrass, and you know, and guitar, obviously, yeah. you know, rock guitars. Uh, yeah, mainly, when we came you in, know, you were playing uh, Blackberry Blossom. Yeah. yeah, that Tony Rice thing. So yeah, yeah, he's, him and Norman Blake are my two guitar gods. You know, yeah, um, good choice. So I think so. <laughs> um, but I find that uh, when I palm a, a pick and then I get it back in there, sometimes you know I'm sweaty on stage. So at some point I started started just saying, well, I'm going to just. It's not the most ideal thing to flat pick with a, a thumb pick, but I've I've learned to do it because I switch uh, so often within one song right. between cross picking, strumming, and uh, finger and you know Travis picking. So. Uh, for me, it's what works. And then I always, I have one that I just live here and then I always keep one, sorry about that microphone, I always keep one here for on, on stage. So I, if one goes, if I am right. that sweaty, I can just grab it off my shirt instead of a whole. If I keep these up here, as is, as you know, bands do, will keep their, the heel of your mic stand with all the picks on there. And I usually go to pick, grab one off and knock them all off there right. and they're all over the floor when I need them next. So. So this 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 works pretty nicely for that. So yeah. So this is my um, my custom Martin uh, 0018 modified to Hellenbach. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So did you retire the 68? Is that now? No way, man. No, I don't retire anything. Everything is uh, not everything comes on every tour. I like to switch things out, but I'm of the thinking that uh, these these things were, were were built with the purpose of being played. Um, I never go 
real overboard with the price I'll play for a guitar. I don't want to be fearful of playing it. Right. Um, and I also want to be, I want to feel like I can hand any of my guitars to anybody who comes in the room and feel comfortable with them playing it because they're going to put something in there that I might find later, you know? And I don't want to be so precious about anything. So, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in guitars are meant to be played. Pedals are meant to be used, you know? If you, have, if you buy, buy something that's rare and it, and it breaks or whatever, then it's, it got used. It wasn't a museum right. artifact. Yeah, but that's just my opinion. Go know? down swinging. That's yeah. the way I look at it. But I'm careful with my, my things, and I try to preserve them for the next owner. You know, all you do is, like, I know that this will be somebody else's guitar one day, you know. So I don't know whose, but it's, it's important that, you know, I take care of it as much as I can, but yeah. also that I get the most out of it while it's mine. Although, you know, the way you flail away in, like, 40 years, there may not, may not be well, anything left. Well, it's funny that you should mention that. <laughs> Let me show you this. So this is... Um, I was explaining to you that my um, neck was, was, was measured off of this 1970-018. Now, if you, I don't know how well you can see this, but oh, yeah. this is newly refinished. It was just about a Willie Nelson. Totally. Uh, it was just about a tr you know, trigger. Um, and I had no intention of, uh, I had no intention of messing with it because there's, this, this is, my main girl, you know, she's got all the songs. Um, yeah, it's just a, a simple, you know, this is a single, single 018, and at one point was, you know, one of the cheaper guitars they made, and, but it's old. It doesn't think it's a tree anymore. Right. Um, it's got mojo, and I was leaving it alone, and then uh, this is, I was saying how great Martin is, you know, they showed up one day to a show, and uh, a couple of people, one of them being a real big guy, made you look like a little guy. And uh, he says, I'm here for your, uh, your 70. Well, I, I, I need it. He says, no, well, I brought you this to use until we're finished with it. Well, what are you going to do to it? I'm knowing full. I was like, well, we're going to lacquer it up. We're going to finish that. I'm like, well, I really don't want to do that. He's like, okay. Well, I'm taking it. So he, I was like, okay. So was, I had a laugh about it. And they were right. You know, and it, you know what? It does look pretty badass now that they've, uh, it does. Uh, you know. But you know, the whole thing is that my technique is actually really good. It's my excitement on stage that starts to happen. I do this thing where, like, as I, you know, as I'll play whatever I'm playing, either picking like in this or I'm, uh, whatever it is, it's pretty tight in there and strumming. I'm right over it. But then I'll start playing and getting excited and I'll do things like this and the next thing you know I'm striking everywhere but the strings and yeah um, that's but that's you know that's part of uh, the life of a guitar you know right. it's got to be part of the show hey did it change the tone when they no it, it really didn't if, it, if they did if it did it was so imperceptible to me they went real uh, they did it very tenderly they didn't they didn't they would have liked to have gone more, I think, if they had sure. it their way, you know, really protective, but. Yeah, probably added years to the life, though. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, so what else can I tell you about this guitar? I mean, this is. What gauge strings do you do I use that? 13s. I, I like a, a relatively heavy string. Um, I'm not, I don't like to bend. I'd rather do slides than, yeah. than bends. Uh, I mean, I will bend, but I'm, um, I don't know where that came from. I guess uh, coming up listening to guys like, Steve Earle and things like that, you know, you, you heard, well, I guess his 
the jukes and stuff aren't bending and stuff. But you know, you, you hear him by himself or yeah. whatever. You know, there's not a lot of there's not or as we talked about, yeah, um, Norman Blake. You know, there's there's bending, but not a whole lot yeah, of bending. Yeah. You know, they get the same effect by um, you know little blue notes and sliding in and, and what you know what they call what do they call it potatoes. Right. To, you know, I, yeah. I will bend, but uh, not 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 as often as probably most players. Um, and then what else do I do? I like I get these straps from Fender, who are really really good to us. Only they make they're tan, and I like brown. So then I take a leather dye to them and I, I dye them so that they're more to my liking and a little more unique. You know? Yeah, I love that and then, cool look. Yeah, because this is this like when I think of like Richie Valens or something like this is. But yeah. he was probably playing, you know, something like this tiny and thin, you know. See, it's not more comfortable, but it's but it's the way it ought to kind of right. feel. So that's kind of my acoustics. And then when we get to my pedal boards, I'll tell you what's special about all that. But uh, I guess I should show you my electrics. Uh, yeah, let's go to let's go to Electric Land. You have uh, equally cool electrics. Looks like yeah. this is just what I've got here today. Maybe one day I'll have you buy where I got everything and uh, give you a walk around. But. Uh, Let's, I guess we start with this. So this is my, um, my Mustang, and it's uh, a 67. And what's interesting about this particular model is that they didn't make the, um, they, didn't make, they didn't match the headstock to the body until 68. But when I researched the serial number, um, I discovered it was a 67. So I called Fender, we talked about it, and they, they they surmised that it was probably one of the few prototypes when they were coming up with the idea Great. to match the, the headstock to the body. And uh, I guess this is, they didn't, I mean, it looks green to me. I'm colorblind, but, uh, but I think it's blue because they only made, what do they make? They make orange, the, the racing models. I think it's sure. like it's orange, white, and blue, I think. So this is faded strangely and you can see what the sun has done to the striation here or the age has done to the or weather or what have you and the same goes for this this pick art and yeah, uh, this guitar is great you know what's what i really like about this guitar is that it's uh it's very responsive it's got um without ever touching a pedal i can have it on a pretty heavily distorted sound play it very lightly and it's just about as clean as can be. And I, actually not so, not like so lightly that like I'm struggling. I'm yeah. just like, you know, just kind of letting it happen, you know, and it's just clean and I, it's almost, almost as clean as an acoustic. And then I'll just dig in and it's just ferocious. Oh, I so. wonder if this, and it's all stock, right? This is. It's all stock except for this one got fixed the other day. This is just, I got a glitch out on up until a couple of days ago, it was all, all wow, stuck. That's great. But I still, you know, of course, I kept the pieces. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, mm. I wonder what pickups they use. I wonder if, how different those are than the Strat pickups at the time or anything like that. I, well, I you know, know they were cheaper because this was the student model. So everything on here is like some cheaper version, right? So they're yeah. probably, I, I, I don't, I'm not a pickup scholar. That's something I, I, I will admit. Um, but I have to imagine if the, good stuff was going into the strat what makes it a student model is that everything's cheaper right so yeah, so yeah, i have to imagine the pickups are probably not as to my to my ear they're incredible but they're probably not as high end yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, this is like, uh, you know, 1968. They they're not microphonic. They're original. They they haven't had any. Oh, geez, I just jinxed the whole tour. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and I, do, I, I don't keep the uh, tremolo bar on there because I don't, I don't really ever genuinely use it, but it's, uh, I generally don't use it, but this is surprising for, for a student model. They made a pretty good, you know, dynamic vibrato, as they called it. And, right. uh, yeah, Yo, so that's my... Um, what a great guitar. Yeah, and it's, a, you know, bolt-on neck, which is... You know, they would come when they, like, I had these tellies, and I was, you know, I'd read up on the, on the, uh, on the telly customs, and the people hated the bolt-on for a while. I love this bolt-on. I think it's just tremendous. Um, I suppose if it didn't sound good, I would wish it was a neck-through, but it's, it's great. So. so what gauge strings do you use on, on this? Um, I use medium strings. So what is that? It's the EJ-17. Uh, what is it? EJ-17s are... Ten-ish. No, they've got to be like eleven or twelve. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's almost like I bet those feel a little bit like your Martin. That's the idea. Is like you know, because I I play I like the uniformity of feeling, right. and there's um, a similarity in these. That's why I chose these four guitars. There's a similarity in their necks and uh, creature of habit. You know, yeah. you know, you know, my fingers just kind of go where they go out of memory, and it's better it's erases the potential for clam or reduces the potentials for clams you know sure um and, and in dashboard are you um are you doing about half and half electric half uh, yeah yeah i don't know maybe it's hard to say which ha uh, what percentage but yeah it's a good combination of both sure. and then i do a, a a great thing where i uh i say all the time I, my, it's possible that my best electric guitar is my acoustic guitar through that that uh AC-15 back there. Oh, we've got to hear that. Yeah, it sounds ferocious and awesome. And controlled, which yeah. is cool. So then I guess, I don't know, that, what else can I say about this other than it's got this knot in here that makes it real flawed somehow. Oh, that's uh, great. Oh, I think, rosewood. you know, that somebody didn't want that knot. I sure did, you know. I wonder if that's Brazilian rosewood back in that. Yeah, it, it probably, it probably has it to be for, for the era that it was... And you know you can you can't see so well, but you know the 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 the, the fretboard is a little convex, which is just neat and you know particularly uh, friendly for uh, for running up and down the neck. I think so. Great guitar, beauty. So then I've got uh, I got a deal on this. Uh, at one point I got uh, these two SGs. That are only if they were made, you know, days apart. The serial numbers are very close, and uh, you know, single P90. This is actually not uh, SG. It's a Les Paul Junior. Oh, cool. For that, what is it, 61? And the, so they made it. Uh, was it one year or two years where it was the same? It's obviously an SG, but they, but they called it a Les Paul Junior, yeah, and Les Paul hated it. He hated yeah. that idea. He didn't like the guitar. He didn't like his name on it. He didn't think it should be a junior. Um, so, so it's rare that it, you know you can see that it says Les Paul Junior at the top, oh, even though it's great. not clearly not what we know as an as a as a junior. Um, the neck profile is incredibly thin. It is. I use it on songs like Vindicated and. Um, well, I would say like the generally heavier songs because mm -hmm. it's it this. This P90 is is wild, and this thing, 
just it's so thin and just light it just vibrates all the hell and back and one thing i think it has going both of mine uh have going is the fact that they're pretty evenly weighted as you know from sgs they'll they'll sort of be top heavy yeah um these are surprisingly uh level for lack of a better better word do you uh, have any tuning issues with the with that traditional just wrap around you know i don't i don't really have it's hard for me to say you know like i, I i'd say i probably don't uh but i'm i'm kind of one of those guys that i'll adjust my finger pressure right as i as i'm playing and not re, and not realize it i think that's from growing up having really crummy instruments right. you know really really cheap instruments that you had to force to play yeah. play be in tune somehow um so i may yeah. um you're compensating but, you're doing the compensating that the saddle isn't doing yeah if yeah. it if it isn't yeah then i'm compensating but i i actually think it's a it, it gets a bad rap this design but uh in the case of the ones I have, they're, they're, they're pretty decent. Yeah, uh, I'm just great. real careful when I'm changing the strings to never let this come off because I don't want to change the height accidentally or anything like sure. that. And I have to, uh, as I, I'm glad we're talking about this because last time I did tighten them, I shredded these out and I cut my hand on them every time I play it now. I gotta make sure I tape these down so I just keep from bleeding yeah, on this nice. tour. So you said you have two of these. I have two of these and they're only a couple days apart. It was a guy needing to get rid of some things and. Oh, uh, and it, you know, it, it, I didn't want to or need to. Uh, I was looking for one. He made it worth my while to get two. And it's funny, like I can't decide which is which is better. But this one has a pick card, so I, I take it. Uh, I take it out, which okay. probably makes it worth actually more because sure. it's got the original pick card. But I don't know. Look at it. Yeah, I, it looks good. It's a great looking pick card, it's so I take awesome. it out. Yeah. Um, but it's tricky because I was, uh, you know, there's, for a, a long time I was endorsed by, I've been endorsed by Gibson, I've been, I am endorsed by Martin, uh, Fender's been very generous with us, uh, almost everything I take out though is, uh, is something I bought um, in a shop of, of my, you know, own discovery, uh, with the exception of that beautiful Martin that they've made me and the one that they're making me now, which is amazing because it's the, it's a, uh, another single lot and it's they're using their torrified wood program which i think is just mind-bending you know when you think about that tell for those people at home can you explain the whole torrified thing well as a guitar or any wooden instrument ages it uh it begins to sound better and people wonder why well it has to do with the fact that there's there's moisture in a guitar it's good for the guitar to have moisture but there's a happy medium where it's dried out enough that uh, the way it will vibrate will have so much character and it really becomes a guitar there that's where I always joke about it still thinks it's a tree yeah because there's there's water in it and there's some life in it some yeah. actual life you know before it's committed itself to being a guitar well that they've from the way I understand it, and this, might, this is probably technically incorrect, but this is how I understand what they do with the torrified wood, is they take the wood that they're, they're using to build the guitar. Because there's sap, everything's saplings now, you know, there's not, you know, it was very easy to find a hundred year old tree yeah. in, in, you know, up until 
probably the 70s and then that was over. Right. Um, so maybe you've got a 10-year-old tree or 20-year-old tree and they take it and they put it in this room that is almost entirely depleted of oxygen as I understand it and then they are able because of that to superheat the, the, the wood in the room without it being in danger of catching fire or, or um, shriveling or anything like that and it dries out this wood, it thins out the wood and it, um, and it, and it thusly will resonate um, as if it was a much older guitar. Wow, it's going to be interesting to do a taste test between your new Torrified guitar and your ancient uh, Martin. From, I have yet to play one, yeah. but I have friends who've played them and, they, and they've told me that it is, if you don't, if your eyes are closed, you just can't tell the difference. Oh, cool. And it's, you know, that's another thing about Martin is they just, they, they want to be, they're going to find a way to make the best guitar they already make the best guitars they don't need to go do that right <laughs> but they ours could be better you know that's kind yeah, of how they, they they look at it yeah so. and how cool that it's actually a family business i love that and yeah. you know they treat it like a family business that they treat us like family they treat the endorse uh, uh, their their ambassadors that's what they call us um like family you know they're i get christmas cards i get calls to see how we're doing i get con congratulatory calls That's when we're going to hit the road. They, they never miss shows. The, 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 the very guys that built this guitar uh, came out to see it played the first time. Oh, cool. You know, it's just a, it's, it's very unusual. Yeah, that's great. You know, and they limit the number of people they endorse, too, so that, so that they can right. behave that way, have the energy to behave that way. So. Yeah, that is a short list. Yeah. Martin and Dorsey's. Yeah. Wow, well, fabulous guitars. Let's, and behind us is a, uh, a stack of, yeah, we've got, of equally fabulous amps. Shall we jump into Yeah, Amplan? let's talk. Now, I can't tell you too much ab about AJ's setup over there, but I do know that they're Tyler amps, which everybody knows are these great handmade, uh, um, I guess, replicas of, of Champs and Princetons and things from the you know, early Fender days. And they do a, a great job. My setup is over here. Okay. And what I use is, um, I use this uh, Vox AC15. Um, and this is my Bogner's, my backup. It's, it had been my main um, amp for, for years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just simple taste of the moment, you know, sure. and what combines with what. You know, uh, AJ's setup sounds a little bit better with me playing through this. Um, when I play the Bogner, I play it through this Marshall, uh, which I think is a 70. Um, this is a decorative item. Um, and then, so, so I like a pretty simple setup. I so like, just a I'm simple a, AC-15 and then a backup. Yep, I like, I'm a kind of a one amp man. I, sure. like to, I like to keep it as simple as I can, consistent as I can, and then I like to be able to change. Instead of flipping through 100 amps, I would much rather do what I can through pedals or my hand right. um, to, to uh, generate different texture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you're a man of few pedals. Yeah, I have, I have um, one set for my acoustic setup and one set for my electric setup. It's pretty, pretty simple. I start with this uh, Mogami uh, K2 
cable that they, that I put uh, this kill switch uh, uh, jack on because I'm definitely one of those guys that forgets to mute the guitar before they plug it in. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, obviously this depresses, there's a small button here and then you're engaged. So it won't make any noise or pop until it's plugged in. So that's the beginning of my chain. And then I go through, uh, here's some of what I've got on my pedal here. Okay, so I've got this, uh, we use Voodoo Labs as our uh, uh, power station here, nine volt regulated. So. Um, I guess I'll start with the boring stuff first. So we've got a, you know, we've got a AB switch, which also works uh, a parallel at the same time. Okay. One or the other or both. Right. So I can have, and generally what I do is, and I'll explain why, is I generally you do use both. I'll use when I when I use I'll have just acoustic. But when I go to electric, I still leave the acoustic line on. And there's a reason for that. And when we get to the other board, I'll explain okay. what's happening there. Um, this MXR microamp is this great, very simple boost pedal that's super clean. You can choose the gain. Um, I think it's, uh, I think they make really durable, incredible pedals. Yeah. Um, as do TC. Big fan of TC Electronic, TC Helicon, and this is the Polytune. Although I've yet to figure out the, ever how to use the Polytune all at once, but uh, you know, that could just be. That's probably user user error, and so then this is a. Uh, so often what I'll do is my whole sound will be sans uh, any boost, or uh, it'll all be amp, um, because as I said, my guitar is very reactive as is that AC-15, but for songs I've vindicated, for the songs that are serious, these are electric guitar songs that are supposed to be big and beefy and, and mean, and rich, I should say. Uh, I use this Klon Centaur, and it's, a, it's kind of a coveted pedal. Um, I bought it at a time, I think, when um, it wasn't quite as coveted, and uh, it's always been coveted, but it's a, you know, now it's like, Oh. oh, hide them in your studio. And, yeah, and, um, it's great to see one in the wild because usually they are hidden away, you know, in studios and things like that. Yeah. It's great you're out playing it. Well, it, it, maybe it ought to be, but uh, yeah. but like I've that's you, I've explained my theory that if I've got it, it's meant to be meant to be used, and uh, um, yeah. I'm careful with it. I try to care for it, but uh, that's the most. Uh, protection I think it, that it was meant to have and when it was right. built Maybe right you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly right they're yeah. called stomp boxes for crying yeah. out loud so so this is the the electric guitar side uh, pretty simple um, and then uh, I'll turn this around so you can see my acoustic situation here so so I run uh, another voodoo uh, labs power under here um, I've I'm a fan of these these radial DIs. They're kind of indestructible, sure. but I'm, I'm not a real big fan of DI'd acoustic guitar sounds in general. Uh, Fishman is one of uh, my favorite companies, and they've endorsed me for gosh, I'm 15 years. Um, probably one of the best companies. If if something goes wrong, they will send right. you. Like I've had I've had stuff where they've sent out uh, something to 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 replace and say send me the other thing back and I won't be home 
again for six months and I'll never get a call. We're irritated. We haven't seen it. I'll just send it when I get it back and they'll say thanks. They get it. They, you know that we're That's all great. out there working. And they have this incredible DI uh, that they make called the Fishman Aura. And it's, it's, it's limited in its uh, uh, EQ settings. It's just a very simple low, mid, high. It's got an anti-feedback thing, which kind of just is an, it finds the feedback and notches it out. Oh, um, it's got its own tuner. I don't use the tuner, but that's mostly out of habit because I... I, I wish... I, I, it's silly. This tuner works perfectly well. I just... I just you get used to one and you sure. can fine-tune things you know yeah. if I spent more time with this it's a perfectly great tuner this in and of itself is four pedals it's got this great compressor it's really a high-quality compressor to be honest with you and then it's got this situation here this is the this is the whole trick right it's got it's not an amp simulator or a mic simulator, but there is some kind of al algorithm where they're basically imbuing the thing with the sense of air and room and microphones. And there's these presets, Dreadnought, Orchestra, Concert, Jumbo, Nylon, 12-string, Bluegrass, and then user images. And then within each of those, there's, there's 16 different choices. Wow. And what it does is you, the, those choices are, you're choosing the mic, the room, like famous rooms that they've gone in and recorded oh. the sound of the space, right? And that's it's great. so Royal Albert Hall, yeah. or whatever you want. Right, that's great. And uh, and you can blend it. This so if you turn it all the way to your left, it's just straight DI sound without any of this. Turn it all the way to the right, it's all that woody sound. Um, sounds like a microphone. Yeah. And if you find your sweet spot in between, um, so the reason I have two though is. Uh, we're just kind of sticklers for a just-in-case moment, you know. Right. Uh, I have a heavy foot, so I've been... Uh, you don't step on a DI generally. Yeah. So it, it's pl entirely plausible that I would step on this, and that would be that. So, so it's good to have this uh, extra piece of the puzzle here. Um, one thing that's amazing with the user images, in addition to the ones that are supplied when you through your choices uh, on their site or through their site, um, which, you know, I can plug in Martin 018 in a year and I'll get a, an approximation. Or I can send, anyone can send Fishman their guitar. They keep it for like a week and they record, they, and you choose the mic. Really? And it's really your guitar that they're getting. The, they, I have no idea how they do this. Wow, that's amazing. But it's amazing. So then... Um, as we go forward down the pedal board here. This is something that I, that is, it's on this board, but it's practically unused. I really use this for Twin Forks. I'm in two bands, and Twin Forks is a much smaller band. And generally, uh, and we do have our, our own in-ear rig. It's about this big, you know, there's no effects or anything like that. So I use this for uh, delay or, or reverb on my, in your uh, mix for the vocals, so they sit a little bit oh. more nicely. Um, and then it has, it sends out parallel. So, uh, um, well, I guess it sends out multi-stereo parallel. So, but one is a dry, completely dry. 
That's what goes to front of house. And this is a and vocal? The, this is a vocal pedal. Okay. It also is a, there's also like, uh, this is a TC Helicon brand, but it's also like, uh, you name the company known for, um, name any company known for amp simulation, and they, they have, that, that is also within oh, this. I don't yeah. use it because I, because I have amps and I have acoustic guitars, but, uh, and it doesn't look like this. I, I put that wood grain on there because I think <laughs> like it's, it's pretty. It's really just a white pedal. Um, uh, I've, the reason that I continue to use, um, that this is continuing to be on this board is, um, even though it's gonna go through all this chain and it'll go to the front of house with a completely just that mic sound uh, with nothing from here is that uh, I've just kind of grown used to those. Uh, sure. Even though the, I have a, a, a monitor board on this tour because dashboard's bigger than Twin Forks that has all these capabilities, but I figure I've already got it set up. So yeah. it's perfectly, and you know, there's also fun things you can do with your like, like, you know, funny, lower your voice an octave. I don't know what you'd use it, but it's fun to mess around with. Sure. And then the last bit I have is, uh, is this uh, Spark uh, Boost, which uh, this is specific to the acoustic guitar. So when I, if I play a solo during the acoustic, I'll press this boost. If I play a solo during the electric, I'll play that boost. And then I was gonna say how they're correlated here is that the reason I run them in tandem when I have, uh, um, when I'm playing the electric and I'll still run it through all this is because here's a, another backup just in case there is that amp simulator in right. here, just in case. So yeah. if that goes and that goes, it's running into this. So I can have it just in case, it, you know, in the, prepare for all eventualities right, right? Yeah, and, uh, and suspenders. but I <laughs> but I but I know that the signal there's signal loss so I, I've already figured out that I need to hit that boost in, in order to hit this hard enough and so on and so forth um, uh, from from that one but that's it's pretty simple but it's deep there's it's there's not a lot going on there's not a lot of pedals here I mean this is more than I have used ever to be honest with you but I know that this is still not that many pedals. It's essentially a DI and a distortion pedal, really. Right. Tuner and a, a boost. Looks like more, but that's really all it is. Um, or all that you're gonna hear out yeah. there. You know, I'm gonna get this reverb in my ears, but you're not gonna hear that. You'll hear the better, you'll hear the, 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 the reverb that's timed to the room, yeah. not timed to my ears, you know. Um, you'll hear, uh, you'll, you know, you'll, the whole thing is meant to be a good start for, for, for my front of house guy. So I figured that, you know, I, as long as I'm, I feel good and comfortable with, uh, with what, with, without going overboard, you know, I like delays, I like all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, that's what AJ does. We don't need two guys. He's a wizard. I don't, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to just have some good tone and, and play, you know, like I'm a, my style of play is, a, you know, I'll do like muted triplets and then I'll have, I can make the delay with my hand. Right. Well, I can't really make the delay, you know, but I can do the effect of a delay with my hand, for example. So uh, uh, I can't make it ring a hundred times, which is, man, he's so good and his, his pedals are all 
incredible and uh, yeah that's probably another interview for you for another day but yeah that's the whole kit and, boot, kit and caboodle I got just this very simple setup a few guitars a, uh, a pedal board that could fit on one thing but I kind of like to have it spread out just so that I yeah. have the acoustic things on one side the electric things on the other side and, yeah good and to keep it. your two sides separate mm -hmm. because it really is it's a different approach so yeah, yeah. that's great and it's, it's a little weird for me just because I'm uh, I've uh, I'm, le I'm a naturally left-handed. A teacher made me at a young age become right-handed. But my feet are, I'm still like, if I go to kick a ball or whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll kick with my, my left foot. I'm so, to use my right foot to hit the pedals is still like, wait, what am I, how do I do this? But, um, but I'm, I'm getting the hang of that. So. That's great. Well, Matt, I, thank you so much for taking this break this and, and uh, showing us your very cool gear. Yeah. Um, you know, best of luck on the tour. It sounds like it's going to be a big oh, it's one. It's going to be so awesome. Great, man. Chris, thanks a This is awesome. Thank you for Great. chatting with me about gear. I love it. Yeah. yeah. This, so is my yeah this, is our, this is our demographic. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, well, thanks very much. Till next time. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.